You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. It's Halloween month here on Days Revisited. Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! And now your hosts, Trey Harris and Daniel Sant'Angelo. <laughs> Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. But there's a third news, and that's 80s Revisited is back with its Halloween horror coverage. Our third fantastic feature for this year's Halloween gore fest, Night of the Creeps. This is a special episode of 80s Revisited, I should say. But before I do that, let me introduce everybody at the table for those who might be joining for the first time visually as well as audibly. Uh, but I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. Our loyal producer who got all this set up mere moments ago, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. But we're actually broadcasting live this episode. Uh, if you're listening to it on your iPod, of course, it's not live for you. Well, in a sense, it's live at the moment for you. But literally, as we're recording it, we are live on what site, Jesse? Twitch.tv. And it's very experimental. So you can see our ugly mugs. But if you're a fan on Facebook, I put the word out and got some people in this room. So, hello, universe. Twitch. They can't see me. They can see you guys. <laughs> Twitch.tv/awesomepods. Correct. What does Jesse Sedgley look like? The world may never know. Maybe there is no <laughs> Jesse Sedgley sitting over there. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Yep. Uh, but Night of the Creeps, August twenty second, nineteen eighty six. IMDb six point six. Rotten Tomatoes sixty nine percent. Sixty nine percent both critics and audience, which you rarely see that. Usually, mm-hmm. there's always a Discrepancy there. Five million estimated budget. Opening two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Domestic gross five hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. <laughs> so is this the cheapest movie you've done? Uh, not budget-wise, but as far as revenue, definitely, right. yeah. most definitely. Wow. And uh, so, needless to say, it wasn't a success. Uh, touch on this a little bit. This was kind of a movie kind of given to us. Yeah, correct. Right. It was requested yeah. on uh, in our iPod uh, iTunes reviews by Christina May during last year's Halloween coverage. She requested it. So a year later, what are your we little got to it. podcast genies. I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and here's the thing. I never saw this movie until maybe the 90s, early 90s, because of one very special woman. And maybe maybe you've heard of her. Maybe you know her. But Miss Rhonda Shear, USA Up! All oh. Night. I've heard Before, of it, uh, no, actually, she might have been might have been after Gilbert Gottfried hosted, but anyway, of course, USA Up All Night, great show, one of the few awesome things about the USA Network back in the day, that and of course WWF when it was WWF, um, but of course they always played they played trauma films, they played random ass movies that you can never see anywhere else, and I always remembered this movie and wondered like what mo- what movie was that? Scene, <laughs> never saw the whole thing till like many years later where I had to track down. Uh, I can't remember if it was uh, actually a VHS or a DVD. Anyway, but it's uh, it's not very like you said. It's not very popular. It's not very well known. But it's yeah. it's pretty damn entertaining. Hmm. At least I think so. Let's see what Daniel thinks. But Daniel, of course, you've never probably even heard of this movie until I put it on that flash drive for you to watch. Exactly. <laughs> Had no clue anything about this film. No. So, what do you think of Night of the Creeps? For what it was, I kind of liked it. Oh. Glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like there, there's a lot of things about this. It's pretty funny. Um, 
I have a little paper here like I kind of did what you did. Kind of oh. wrote down random things as I was watching it. Well, before you do, I kind of got a little excited because we're live on TV. I forgot to mention who's, who made this movie. Oh, okay, good. Because we're so excited. <laughs> it's so unique. It's like our first time, even though it's our 64th. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, written and directed by an alumni of the podcast, Fred Decker. He was one of our, actually, it's almost a tradition for the Halloween uh, movie marathons that we do because he is the writer and director of The Monster Squad, one of last year's hmm. selections. <laughs> uh, but also House and RoboCop 3. Ah, you got some good ones, though, Fred, so <laughs> still like you. Uh, the great, legendary Tom Atkins as Ray Cameron. Of course, Halloween 3, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Villain. Of Lethal Weapon, or not the villain, but the uh, the general, uh, the dad mm-hmm. that was in league with Gary Busey mm-hmm. and, and uh, the other dude. <coughs> Daniel's so, a little under the weather, so. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Bit He's of a, a bug. Tr- for being here. <laughs> we appreciate it. There you go. But uh, Jason Lively was Chris. He was also in Brainstorm and National Lampoon's European Vacation. And Steve Marshall was JC. He was also in an episode of 21 Drum Street. Good for Which him. is sad because I thought he was. A, I thought he did good. I thought he was acting wise. I thought he actually did a compared to the other caliber of people in this movie. He did pretty good. Maybe he's just an asshole. <laughs> Maybe. Did a good job. Uh, Jill Whitlow was Cynthia. She was also in Porky's and Weird Science. And Wally Taylor was Detective Landis. He was in Rocky Three. Also another Escape from New York veteran, along with Tom Atkins and the Eddie Murphy classic, The Golden Child. Wally. So, Wally that's Taylor. A, that's a name. <laughs> you don't. See I don't it know too any often. Wallys. <laughs> Except for small machines in the future. Or cartoon characters. Exactly. Hey, Wally! <laughs> I can't even... That sucked. <laughs> yeah. You know what was really funny? My voice is a little gone right now. But when I do deep, it sounds good still. No, no not anymore, <laughs> shit. I was wooing Andrea last night with my deep voice. No, I mean, that's very oh, true. Yeah. The last, last year when I had a cold, I woke up one morning. I, for like 10 minutes straight, I sounded exactly like Johnny Cash. <laughs> I was talking. I didn't stop talking to myself the entire time. Like, hey. I just kept saying, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Like, uh, you know I, was, I wasn't wooing Andrea. I was trying to sing, and it wasn't working, so I started singing like Elvis songs, and I could sing it well last night. But not tonight. <laughs> That's the one good thing about having a cold. <clears throat> All that other stuff, not so much. But Daniel, yeah. you actually kind of like this movie for what it for what it was. I mean, it was cheese fest. And, oh yeah, and, and complete it was, it meant fest. to be. I, I guess what was the movie? Um, sh- shit, Fright Night. Mm-hmm. I thought Fright Night was okay. Yeah, but you liked it more than uh, what was the movie we yeah, did before Lost that? A little bit. Lost more. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boy, you, you were s- lost for a bit there. Because you said it, because <laughs> you said it didn't. Um, it didn't take itself seriously. Yeah, uh, I didn't like. I thought it was trying to a little bit on Fright Night. Mm-hmm. Not on well, here it, in the slightest it was, bit. <laughs> this is a B movie. Yeah, like I mean, it's and I think they even say like I think Tom Atkins even says what is this or like one of the kids says something like about being in a bad B movie. Yeah, and it's I, exactly. I don't. It. I'm not good with names. What the dude look like? JC. Look at, he, he was funny to me. Yeah. I liked him. He was, he, was a, he was a good character. Yes, he was. <laughs> and he was a good actor. Like the whole time when he's like, you know, I'm crippled and like you're my friend and I tried to help you. And the other that dude's speech, such yeah, a bad look. actor. He's like, uh, okay, buddy. Especially the yells <laughs> at the end with the with the other the main guy. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. No, oh, Tom Atkins is great. I love him. He's so he's like he's bad, but he's good bad. He's like Nicolas Cage. I was talking about Brad. He's an 80s yeah. Nicholas Cage. Brad mm-hmm. is the, the like the blonde frat leader, mm-hmm. and like some of his lines were, 
I got one where he goes, bitch, <laughs> what the fuck? He says that. It's just, I wonder, like, whenever they're writing the dialogue and the screenplay, they're saying, okay, this is how I want you to deliver it, okay? <laughs> I think on this movie, he was just like, okay, you're an asshole boyfriend, and just be a caricature of that. Oh, I didn't expect the aliens at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I didn't th- think that would be the first character or any type of thing that I would see. And that's, that, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because one of the, this movie is, it's almost like there's three movies going on at the same time in this movie. There's like the alien part, which that's how the slugs, whatever you want to call it, get to, the creeps yeah. get to Earth. And the epic spinning cylindrical tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how you eventually used on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is the ooze. Yep. <laughs> Except minus the creeps. It got smaller through when it's traveling in space for yeah. some reason. Well, you know, it's bigger in space, and then <laughs> gravity shrinks everything. Yeah. It's true. true. <laughs> it's true. Watch gravity. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, great movie. See it in the theater before it's out. Uh, but anyway, because then you have you know, that plot line with the aliens. Then you get to Earth, and like all of a sudden it's like a 1950s, you know. I, I, I like that beginning, axe too. Axe murderer yeah. movie, yeah. and then... Then it goes, you know, the creep part where they're possessing people and I'll jumping let, in their mouth. I'll mm-hmm. let you fondle my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a funny one. And then again, when the dead dude, the axe murderer comes back, it's like a Jason Voorhees-esque <laughs> mani- mani- maniacal killer running on the loose type thing. So it's, there's a lot of, because they don't explain that. He just comes back to life. Yeah. Like the, the creeps dug through the ground directly for him to bring him back to life. And he comes up through the floor and like... That woman just stares at him the entire time. She's sitting there watching TV. She's actually watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. And this zombie, for lack of a better word, with an axe, beats through her floor. And the whole time she's just, like, watching. <laughs> Literally just watching. He comes out, stares at her. She's just watching. Then he hacked she her head off. That was part of the movie. <laughs> so enamored in the movie. It just took a, her whole... It's like, I don't believe this is happening. It became too realistic. <laughs> Definitely. But the... This is a perfect storm of just cheese, bad acting, <laughs> cliche dialogue that's fantastic. Like the whole thrill me thing. Like yeah. Tom Atkins is he's he had to like think like, okay, I'm gonna be the most over the top cop the most stereotypical over the top cop you've ever seen in a movie. Tom Atkins in this movie. <laughs> Jesse, you would like uh, towards the end he does like this epic spin around. <laughs> There's three people in right. the room, and it's just big dramatic. But you ah. ought to see the way the cameras, pan, like the camera, turn. it's it looks like he's floating in the air when he turns. So <laughs> he was like obviously on like a skateboard or something, uh. you know. And they're just they're spinning together as he's shooting. That's funny. <laughs> and the thing is, this film pays homage to some genres as well. But uh, directing wise, uh, there's a lot of Jaws in this movie. Uh, like even the scene where he's on the beach in the tuxedo. <laughs> They have the thing where they do the transition every time somebody passes from mm-hmm. him to the water, from him to the water. They have several of the zooming dollies from like when Brody's on the beach and the shark eats the uh, little kinder boy and all that. So, but it's it's well, it, this is for a bad. I mean, I don't even think it's bad. They know it's a B movie and yeah. they made a B movie. Unlike M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, who with the happening and all the bad press about, it, was like, yeah, I made a good B movie. No, you didn't, dude. You made yeah. a bad, just a. Bad movie, bad movie with Zoe Deschanel in it, yeah. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. Did you like Zoe Deschanel? Oh, yeah. You watch your guest man? Did you yeah. watch ever watch it? God, she was so attractive in that movie to me. I don't know what it was about it. Go watch Five Hundred Days of Summer. What about New Girl? I don't watch. <laughs> it's an overload. 
if you watch New Girl because uh, it's like every week I'm like, this is too much. I can't deal with I this can't anymore. Mm. I'll tell you what, so, so, oh, Zoe Deschanel. I saw a picture of her without her bangs, like her hair done up. I didn't even recognize it was her. She, oh, I was like, who is this? I'm like, I don't know. She's cute. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, say. That's, that's the definition of her. Yeah. She's cute. Like, big term. And she's in a band, too. Well, she was in a band with Severe her ex-husband. Severe tire damage. She and him. <laughs> yep. They had a Christmas album. It was actually pretty decent. But yeah, I assume she's on the market now. <laughs> anyway. I got a whole whopping four things of trivia <laughs> for this film because apparently everybody that worked on it was, you know, on screen or something, so there wasn't much stuff happening. But uh, anyway, uh, the graffiti on the wall, the men's room where uh, JC is trying to escape a number of the creeps. Uh, you see Go Monster Squad written on the wall, <laughs> which obviously mm-hmm. we know what that's referencing. Uh, of course, another Fred Decker film. And this was cool. Again, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Uh, you might have know people watching might have noticed, but I'll, I'll, pretty much every character is named after a horror director or somebody. Excuse me, who's involved in I the horror genre? Hmm? I did not know that. Inform me. For example, uh, George A. Romero, of course, directed Night of the Living Dead, created basically zombies for lack, for lack of a better explanation. Uh, the character Chris was Chris Romero. Uh, John Carpenter and Toby Hooper, James Carpenter Hooper, uh, J.C. J.C. Cooper. Uh, David Cronenberg, of course, director of one of your favorite films from last year, The Fly, uh, was Cynthia Cronenberg. James Cameron, uh, horror-wise, of course, you have Alien, Aliens, I should say, and Piranha 2, The Spawning, little black sheep of his career. Mm. He doesn't talk too much about. <laughs> kind of like Mark Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch. Uh, but he was uh, director of Ray, Ray Cameron. Uh, John Landis, of course, of the thriller video, music video on American Werewolf in London. Uh was Detective Landis and Sam Raimi with Sergeant Raimi and Steve Miner, Mr. Miner, aka the janitor, the mm-hmm. Asian janitor. <laughs> what he kept saying, uh, like, uh, what he kept, you know I'm talking about, he kept laughing yeah, and repeating it like 50 times, and now I can't remember it. <laughs> anyway, running like a girl or something, but if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And, you know, and again, this movie is it's it's so well done for what it is, it's really cool. Uh, and speaking of this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen Night of the Creeps, you can go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, go to amazon.com, and get the Blu-ray, because it's on sale for $9.98. Small <laughs> price to pay for the amount of enjoyment this movie will give to you. <laughs> Believe me, you will enjoy it. It is a fun movie. Uh, and according to the director for Decker, the prominent Striper Rules graffiti that was also in the bathroom scene, which Striper, Christian metal band in the 80s, <laughs> uh, such singles as To Hell with the Devil, that's the only song I actually know by. <laughs> mm. It's a decent song. But uh, that was on the wall because uh, he was in a relationship with, uh, no, excuse me, the makeup artist in the film, Kyle, Kylie Sweet, I assume, uh, was in a relationship with Michael Sweet, the front man of Striper. So she got her husband's band mentioned in this movie that only $591,000 <laughs> worth of people saw. Mm. But hey, free plug. Uh, the tool shed sequence that was filmed uh, was actually done after they had finished principal photography because they felt they needed some more action. Another, so I was like a tacked on scene. And if you, when you kind of watch it, you kind of see it, uh, Chris and what's the chick's name? Cynthia. They're on the front lawn after they kill all the zombies on the front lawn. And then all of a sudden it goes inside where he has this meltdown with the spinning and shoots everybody. Yeah. And then it kind of goes to them doing the shed thing. Then it jumps back to them. The next shot is them back on the front lawn. So you can kind of exactly mm-hmm. see where they <laughs> threw that scene and popped it in the film. 
Hmm. But uh, yeah, not much. Unfortunately, not much uh, behind the scenes stuff on this movie. There is an alternate ending on the DVD Blu-ray, which you can get at Amazon.com uh, through AwesomePods.com. Uh, shameless plug. But uh, in the alter in the alternate ending, the detective uh, Tom Atkins' character, he's still alive. Apparently, when it blew up in the end, like one still got him, and he's like crawling, dying. And then he, the aliens come back, and like the last surviving slug comes out of his mouth, and they like capture it, and the aliens leave. So. <laughs> A minor, a minor different, uh, minor difference. I like the way it ended. Yeah. It's hilarious when that dog. <laughs> spoilers. Oh well, yeah, if uh, they're listening to this, should expect spoilers. Totes. <laughs> totes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as we like to do on the podcast, in the real world, this again, this released August twenty second, nineteen eighty six. A couple <laughs> of notable birthdays around this time. So rarely does the fates align to where one of these movies comes out that we do that there's somebody of notable birth. But on August 21st, the day before, Usain Bolt was born. Oh. Of course, Jamaican sprinter got in big trouble. People thinking that he was being cocky Mm. when he smoked every other person at Mm. the Olympics. He could be cocky. (laughs) No joke. And then four days later, a personal favorite of mine, Army Hammer, was born. Of course, you might know him better now as the Lone Ranger Mm. from the financial flop of a movie mm. but a good movie nonetheless my opinion it's great I haven't watched it right, I'll give it to you you need to uh, let me borrow Pacific Realm too sure you need to see it yeah. shame you couldn't see that one in theater yeah, yeah. I saw it in theater good stuff pretty nice but now it's time for a segment we like to call Sports Rewind it will be Sports Rewind alright <laughs> yeah you should tell um, me ahead of time yeah I should have told you ahead of time my bad <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not. It's not really much. Night of the Creeps came out on the twenty second mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty six. On the twenty fifth, a guy by the name of Mark McGuire hit his I've heard very of first yes. home run. And what I was going to kind of delve into is uh, that's during his home run in nineteen ninety eight. It had his home run season where he hit uh, how many did he hit sixty sixty six or something? It was something. Or 70. So long he made ago. it at 70. I think he had 70. I don't know. I think Barry Bonds beat him at 73, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that was the last time I really paid attention to baseball. That year? 1998. Home run race? Yeah. 15 years. Uh, I've never watched a whole major league game since then. But we, me and my dad, wow. we really got into that. I actually have the uh, newspaper article framed in my wow. mom's house of McGuire whenever he broke. The record is 62, but uh, I just don't care for baseball anymore. Yeah. It's just weird. It's 15 years ago. Seems like it happened yesterday. Yeah, like doesn't seem like it's that old of news. Do y'all remember that pretty much? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sammy Sosa hit 66, I believe, and now Sammy Sosa is white. If you <laughs> ever look. And uh, I think Sammy Sosa may have a... A skin disease. Look up. Oh, like, like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, right. that. Uh, yeah. I don't want you a disease, about. or he, or he did something. I, I mean, I'm not making fun of him for me. You know that, but uh, whoa. Whatever his skin starts to change a, a lighter shade now. You could look some pictures up. But was he happy about this change? <laughs> don't know. Guy he looks. Guy looks like a woman. A little bit. Like yeah. a. He looks no. He looks like <laughs> one of the white chicks. <laughs> for the weigh-ins. Yes. Yeah. He. <laughs> No, I mean you. You got a banging wife, Sammy. But oh man, that's such a dramatic change. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can tell it's him, but it's just so. It is weird. It's just odd. Looks like makeup. 
Yeah. It, it <laughs> Somebody even put a picture of it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> good job. Of the white chicks and mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa. <laughs> but so weird because usually... Was, oh, sorry. I was just say, because usually when people do have that affliction, it's sometimes it's splotchy. Splot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can you understand that they have something but like, I could have passed him on the street and, and like, that's a weird looking dude. Like, not even thought it was Sammy Sosa. Never would have crossed my mind. Maybe that's what steroids do to you. Ooh. Makes you white. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. His wife's still banging, though, so. Good Sammy on you, Sammy. Sammy. And that was, as Daniel was about to say, <laughs> Sports Real. <laughs> <laughs> Got confused. It'd be funny if she just left him because she wasn't into white guys. I don't don't date white dudes. (laughs) (laughs) One of the biggest things I remember about Sammy Sosa. We ought to have this um, this segment brought like sponsored by Amazon.com. Sure. Yeah. If you want to go to if you want to go to awesomepods.com and there's a link to Amazon. If anything, if you want to go buy diapers, for example, that I did (laughs) recently, went to awesomepods.com. Clicked on the Amazon link through it and bought some diapers. So nice. Jesse is getting a little bit of money. Yeah, cost Studios. you nothing. <laughs> no, it wasn't diapers. It was bu- it was a book. For, a book. It was a book for Andrea. That's what okay. It was. Oh, what she, book? Or is it a secret? No, it's the second part of some uh, trilogy she liked. The third part's not even out yet. Hmm. Hmm. Don't remember that. Interesting. Name of it, but. <laughs> but anyway, we like to score these movies. Yes. So. I had fun with it. I'd give it about a 7.5. Wow. That's one point higher than I gave it. Oh, wow. That's 7.4. It's like two times in a row or two of the last three times. I know, I but again, I got to scale back certain. I got to <laughs> I gotta rein my fanboy-ism in and just, oh, I love this movie. It's a 10. I, I love this movie, too. It's a 10. I enjoyed the sidekick's good acting and yeah. the main guy's bad acting. hmm Especially at the end. Some of his yells were, get out! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just had me, you know, sitting there laughing because I wear headphones when I watch it on the computer. Mm-hmm. So Andrew will just can't be, hear anything. Yeah, Andrew will be playing a game and all of a sudden hear me laughing. For, but uh, I found it enjoyable. It's definitely. Uh, oh, I also thought uh, the main chick was, was a pretty. I think she was pretty. Yeah, yeah. got some uh, Tata alert, which is, you don't, because of like this caliber movie, you don't kind of expect it. That there's going to be. Frontal, yeah. It just doesn't seem. You know, you're just watching. All of a sudden, oh, oh, hell yeah, she's taking everything off. Awesome. <laughs> you would expect frontal from a movie like that. Well, I mean, because it's so it's so weird. Like this movie's oh, just really? odd. Like it almost seems like a kids' movie with gore. Yeah. Like it's so it's whimsical. It's I use that word a lot. Like hey, go back to Ghost Chase. Looks like a ET. ET with hair, yeah. or if he's old on the left. I've come <laughs> back for you, Elliot. That was a from movie, the director though. of The Patriot. Godzilla, Independence Day, Stargate, and Universal Emmerich. Soldier. Roland Emmerich. Oh. 3.5, 1987. Yeah, but I'll thought... check that one out later. <laughs> Ghost Chase. Uh, hopefully we, I can't find it anywhere to watch. <laughs> Woman on a podcast that we're going to do two weeks from now has nice ones. <laughs> Tune, stay tuned in. <laughs> two weeks from now? There's a rumor that she was born a hermaphrodite, too. No, no. The, the chick oh. that actually shows her oh. on the... Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. Slow motion <laughs> on that part. But anyway, we also have a segment on the podcast we like to call Back to the Future, obviously referencing that movie from the <laughs> 80s. We're not Does In the Real clever. World reference the song? Yes. <laughs> no? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, that's an 80s song. 
Usually we'll relate something, talk about something recent, but uh, keeping it the theme of everything. You see being Buddy in the camera? The Halloween oh, yeah. horror. There's Buddy, everybody. Uh, last week I asked, you know, what, was, what do you think were the best on-screen representation of a vampire movie was, since we had just done two vampire movies. This was an alien movie. So, a similar question. What do you think is the best alien movie? Or any movie, anything qualifies that has a xenomorph or xenophobe in it. You could say Mac and me. Y'all are not if gonna. You, you, you probably won't like it because I have, as one of those, I haven't seen a lot of alien movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Close Encounters. That sucks anyway. Oh really? I didn't like it. Sorry though, all you people. I've never seen Two Thousand One. Is that is that alien? Oh, it's. Well, I mean, there's no. I don't even know. In a sense, there's uh, a, there's something alien in it. My favorite. My favorite is Signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. That's probably the uh-huh. only movie that scared, like alien movie that scared me, like. I made watched, me jump. Did I watch it with you? Mm-mm. I think it was no, you and I, Michael. It was like eight of us. That's what I was wondering. I skipped school when I was in college and went and watched it. Only person in the theater. Wow. Sat at the very top and <laughs> nearly shit myself when that thing walked across the patio. <laughs> that, that's the uh, that's the biggest jump I ever had in a movie in the theater. I'm glad I was by myself because if anybody would have been with me, I'm like, dude, like you it, jumped. It, so it was a flat out that. <laughs> you know. I mean, it was one of those to where like, I don't know, I mean, maybe, I don't know if, I never asked anybody if they had this similar thing, but like, if you look at a picture of like, somebody said, this is a ghost in this picture, you know, some of them obviously look fake, but there's some pictures that are just creepy, they make, yeah. they get some that shiver down your spine, like, <laughs> that, that, when that scene happened in Signs, it was like slow motion, I felt like the shiver, <laughs> I felt my heart explode, and I felt my entire body like, the, the thing that was so, <laughs> it startled me so much. I wish he could do this stuff again, it sucks that he can't, M. Night I'm talking about, but uh. It had build up because it it went first and showed that window and you're like, where's it at? You know, yeah, we're gonna see a hand or something, and then it pans off and he turns and runs down the hallway and then takes another look, and you're like, okay, maybe I'll see a head, and then just bam, he walks by, and like, the reaction from Joaquin Phoenix was was amazing. I wonder if they actually just showed him the footage. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like, yeah, it's a that's like anytime anybody says like you know, or references parts in movies that make you jump. That's the first one I think of because uh, I clearly remember it. It startled me yeah. <laughs> a lot. But uh, now you got After Earth. <laughs> movie is terrible. You, 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 it was on those discs. I didn't watch <laughs> it. That movie is so bad, and it's like it. It could have been good. It was like Oblivion, the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of good ideas in it, but the, the best part of that movie is when the CG bird sacrifices itself for Jaden Smith, which, honestly, I wish the bird would have lived and the movie would have followed the bird's life instead of that little <laughs> punk's life. It's, don't watch that movie. It's bad. Like, it's not even... When people say a movie's bad, I like to watch it just in case it's A Night of the Creeps yeah. or it's something like oh, A Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. It's so bad, It's so, inter- but it's so good. The, After Earth is just what's the movie? shit. What's the movie that we watched? Here? Deadly Praying? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody watched Deadly Prey. <laughs> I think the whole movie's on YouTube. Yeah. So. If you like seeing Drew Brees running around <laughs> killing stuff. Effeminently. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's like Die Hard. It's like Die Hard got all its ideas from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> In a weird way. I like The Village. A lot of people didn't. I like it. That was his last one, well, no. though. I'm probably the minority, but I liked Lady in the Water. I just didn't care for Lady in the Water. 
that here, the, here's the the one reason I like that movie is because it all builds to that scene where he realizes he's not the protector or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the healer, and he tells a story about his spoiler alert. His uh, wife, or I can't remember that. It's been so long. Giamatti's acting, thing. yeah, yeah. Where he starts crying, and they're all yeah. like, "That that moment makes me love that movie because yeah. it's so good." It's where he but, complains about Merlot and stuff. No, no. <laughs> when the naked dude runs <laughs> at him, <laughs> screaming. Yeah, that that one. <laughs> Giamatti's fantastic in Cinderella Man too. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see him in Amazing Spider-Man too as the Rhino. Oh yeah, will be interesting. Because you know he's a... I'm the freaking rhino. <laughs> <laughs> and he was good in Shoot 'em Up, too. Like, as the villain. Like, he can oh, he can do I that role. That like, he was good in his... It was just fun. Yeah, exactly. Five minutes of Truman Show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> operator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in Truman Show. God, I ain't seen that movie in forever. Good movie, Nor too. Lenny. <laughs> but he screwed it all up. <laughs> yeah, he he should have been watching outside. <laughs> But let's see. Uh, oh, got some more emails to go over real quick. Oh, that's good. Uh, you got Twitch f- messages. Uh-oh. One guy asks, what no, are what? your thoughts on the new beefy crunch burrito? I think that's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't had it. I don't eat Taco Bell. If you got a question, post on Twitch. But I don't think we're going to reach that audience today. So yeah. keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This isn't taco talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do delve into some other subjects, but not tacos. Uh, let me make sure I read these in the correct order. No, but Scotty was the one uh, we talked about. He sent the email where he, uh, about RoboCop where he's actually working on restoring it. Right. Uh, and he sent an email back. Uh, let me hit up the uh, stuff. Uh, he, he's done a lot of other films, uh, including some, even stuff from Hitchcock to some bad 90s films with Eric Roberts and Gary Busey. Nice. Uh, and stuff he can't even mention that he's restoring. Uh, he's worked on restoring all the last uh, all the 007 films up to the last Brosnan one. Even some Disney stuff. Uh, one of his personal faves was working on The Warriors, which I'd love to do on this podcast, but I think it was 79. I think it was right outside the window, if I remember correctly. Look it up and make sure for me so I don't sure. misspeak. Because uh, I love The Warriors, but I think it's outside of the... Yeah, yep. 79. So unfortunately, it will not be on this podcast. Michael Beck is the guy from... Uh, Xanadu. Xanadu, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm watching it, like, I wish in Xanadu, he'd, like, he'd be The Warriors. He's got a good smile on it. But, <laughs> but then look at this thing, he's like... Yeah. Looks like the tall man from Phantasm. But uh, this was really interesting, too. Uh, Scotty actually also worked uh, on some of the classic Universal movies when they were restoring them, like Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, and The Creature from the Brack, Brack, Black Lagoon. And he also worked on the Jaws, Brackish Water. one of my favorite movies Brackish of all time. Uh, and this was pretty cool. Uh, actress Dee Wallace Stone is actually a friend of his. Uh, of course, she was the mom in E.T., uh, the mom in Cujo, and the mom in... Probably anything else she's ever played in, I guess. Uh, but uh, he worked on a couple of her movies, restoring them and everything. E.T. and Cujo, which I just mentioned. Uh, sorry, Chewbacca, calm down. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she would actually talk, joke around and say, tell him to focus on making her look good. So that was the first email from Scotty. But then he listened to our Lost Boys episode and had some things to mention. Uh-oh. So cover those real quick. Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, uh, we mentioned Speed 2 because Jason Patrick was in it. And uh, he actually worked on restoring some stuff on that. So, And he said, horrible, as you know. <laughs> but it was fun to look at Sandra for a living. And she was nice in that one. And actually, uh, Jason Patrick was actually up for the role of Jim Morrison in The Doors, but lost to Val Kilmer. So, remember they had a picture of Jim I, Morrison? I, yeah, and you, and I love Val Kilmer, but he did look like him. <laughs> yeah. Interesting yeah. story about Val Kilmer and, and uh, I was about to say RoboCop, but he was not RoboCop. 
<laughs> but uh, the Doors, he actually took Oliver Stone on a car ride and he had a tape of Door songs and then songs of him singing instead of Jim Morrison. And he said, he told Oliver Stone, like, if you can tell me which ones I'm singing, you know, I'll leave you alone and you can pick whoever you want for the role. So they go on their ride, they listen to however many songs Kilmer had on the tape. Uh, probably couldn't have been more than 10 because tapes don't hold that yeah. much and Door songs are kind of long. Uh, so when they got done with Rod, Stone said, you know, these were you and these were Jim. Every one of them was Val Kilmer, and he got the part. Oh. So a hmm. little tidbit of a movie we won't cover on this podcast. <laughs> All you got to do is kidnap a director and figure out how to <laughs> convince him. <laughs> but this was cool, too. Like, apparently, Scotty, uh, all these 80s people, these random people in these 80s movies, he seems to know some of them, like D. Wallace. Uh, but he also, he was actually a photographer at Jamie Gertz's kid's bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so did they have cows? <laughs> oh, and uh, by the way, so, the shirtless dude that we talked about playing the saxophone yeah. so amazingly was also in a lot of Tina Turner music videos. And uh, the song that you like from the Lost Boy soundtrack. Yeah. Cry uh, Little Sister. Uh, was actually done by former Foreigner lead singer Lou Graham. Oh. So there you go. And Scotty then says, okay, I'm listening way too close to your podcast. That's a good thing, Scotty. Keep it up. We appreciate it. And keep restoring yeah, thanks, Scotty. those films. Mm-hmm. Can do some good ones, too. I mean, you've done some good ones, but you know, do some of the ones we cover on here. They're like, like Big Trouble in Little China or other movies that are graining. I'll tell you right. You need to work on the Predator, uh, redoing Predator, because the last Blu-ray of that movie was sketchy as hell. Mm. HD my ass. <laughs> anyway. But that about does it. did work on it. <laughs> If you did, sorry, bro. <laughs> no, but like, if you if you get the Predator Blu-ray, the most recent release, because the first one was even bad, it's nice and clean, but then like they get to some shots, it goes from high def to like, you know, AOL YouTube right. video, like yeah. Minecraft. It goes to Minecraft, goes from to Minecraft. HD to Minecraft on between scenes. So I don't know if they just don't have the footage or whatever reason. But yeah, small, small little soapbox I'm going to step off of. But that pretty much does it for Night of the Creeps. Any final thoughts? On Night of the Creeps. No. Did it thrill you? In a way. It did its job. <laughs> Jesse, you need to watch Night of the Creeps. I will. Uh, and don't forget, uh, if you need to get in touch with us, like Scotty did, you can email us at 80srevisited at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Awesome Pods. And also, awesomepods.com, correct, yep. is, the, is the site. Uh, and don't forget, on you know, Awesome Pods, it's plural. There are many other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network, such as Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, and Republic City Report with Tim Bridgewater Bender. Covering, I mean, Awesome Podcast covers almost everything. Yeah. in That you could possibly Literally want to talk about. Literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially between Why Don't You Know This, because... Oh, there you go. Anything you didn't want to know or thought you might have known. Anything else. We got it covered. <laughs> but next week, we continue our Halloween horror coverage with... A true, true classic that honestly was surprising to me that we haven't done yet on the podcast because of its iconic nature. And of course, I'm talking about the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So stay safe, kitties, <laughs> and we'll see you next time on <laughs> 80s Revisited. <laughs> that was a crypt keeper. That's 90s, not even 80s. Well, maybe late 80s. <laughs> so maybe it kind of counts as a crossover thing. But till next time, everybody, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Yes, he said you leave. Cowabunga! <laughs>
and follow us on Twitter at Awesome Pods.